0: Hey, guys, it's James from More Than a Podcast. As you guys always know, I'm trying to give you guys more of the greatness every single day. But one thing that I can't do it sometimes is stay on top of news as it's happening. One of the things that I mean is with this particular episode right here, the strange case of Gabby Petito. Now, the thing that happened uh, as of the recording of this particular episode is the FBI have actually issued a uh, federal warrant for the arrest of Brian Laundrie, who is the fiance of Gabby Petito. So if you don't know about the Gabby Petito case or you do know about it and you just want to hear my take, go ahead, keep listening, and please enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of more than a podcast your host James as always Here to give you guys more of the greatness. So, uh, let's get right into it Well, you know, I always say more of the greatness, but today it's going to be a real somber episode And the reason why is because i've never done this before But I felt like it was my duty and obligation to, um, give listeners of more than a podcast a dose of reality and uh, what what you know what more efficient way to do that than something that we're dealing with right now in social media. Um, if you, you know, if you've been paying attention to the news and to social media in general, then you know about, um, the unfortunate case of Gabby Petito. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's something I've been following from the very beginning. I really honestly don't know what, uh, allured me to this case. Um, you know, I, I assume it's because, you know, she was basically everywhere on everything I looked on and, um, you know, pretty attractive uh, woman. So, you know, just always try to pay attention and see and, and hope for the best in that scenario. But we're going to go through everything uh, from the beginning of the timeline to uh, currently where we are. And then I'm basically just going to give you guys my feelings on exactly what happened so hopefully we uh you know we can get some people to um hear this for the first time if you have if you don't know about the case then i'm you know i'm happy that you're hearing it here with me and if uh you know there are those of you who um have speculative uh point of views i i'd I'd love to compare and contrast and try to make some sense out of all that's going on so let's just get started because this is a really really weird case and um, and an unfortunate case um, in more ways than one so um, first things first uh, Gabby Petito uh, the young lady uh, who went missing as uh, a 22 year old uh, vlogger um, you know she did I don't know if it was YouTube that she was doing or if it was on TikTok or what she was doing, but, um, basically she was doing, uh, a lot of vlogging, um, while she was out in the wilderness, she was camping a lot, um, you know, making, um, you know, making snacks and all sorts of good homey stuff. Um, <clears throat> and you know, she did a lot of it, uh, traveling cross country, uh, in her white Ford van. Um, And I believe I mean, from one of the shots I saw, I was like, man, they must have drones and stuff, too, because they were picking some pretty uh, professionally professional looking shots. And um, when I say they um, I am also including her uh, who it was he was described in the news as her fiance. Uh, His name's Brian Laundrie. And Brian Laundrie is a 23 year old gentleman um, who was featured in a lot of her videos. So she was the main proprietor of these videos and he would be in a lot of them. And, you know, like, you you know, it was to me, it was like a lot of the typical uh, couple stuff, you know, uh, two young lovebirds doing what they want to do, living free, going around the country and just being awesome, you know. And, you know, obviously people will gravitate towards that. I think she had a pretty substantial um Uh, viewer base so i think people were really digging her videos and and you know i mean it's you know everybody has their own taste and and i'm pretty sure she did pretty well um but outside of that again this whole thing took a crazy turn um in june of this year was when they decided to take that cross-country trip and so they basically were going to drive and so her she her family is from long island um and her boyfriend, who she lived with at the time, is from Florida, and so the original plan was to cross country from Florida uh, to the West Coast, and you know the and and that's I believe that's where a lot of their um, of their vlog uh, you know their most recent vlogs had come from. Um, I haven't seen any of the vlog stuff, only the shorts that I've seen them. Uh, you know put into the news post but that's about it but um, yeah I I, my assumption is that they did make it to the west coast um, because I do believe there's one snippet of a video where uh, they were by the Golden Gate Bridge and I was like okay so you know these people you know they obviously are out here just like I said living their best life and doing whatever they want to do but it wasn't until August that things started to get a little crazy started going upside down, if you will. Um, In August police, um, I want to say, I think it was in Utah. They had responded to a domestic uh, altercation uh, between a young female and a male. And uh, I heard the 911 call and the original call, the guy said that, it was his observation that Brian, the, uh, fiance was striking, uh, Gabby and, <clears throat> you know, that's enough, you know, that's enough for any, um, officer to come out and, you know, take a look at that complaint because you never know how quick, uh, something like that can escalate. So, um, police did arrive on the scene, um, you know, as it was described, they were outside of the vehicle at the time. Um, and then he hopped back into the vehicle, um, at which time she hopped in uh, as well. Um, and they started to drive off. And um, if you look at, uh, if you, you know, if you piece it all together and then you look at the uh, police body cam video, um, you know, there's a part of his, of, you know, the responding officer where he observes that um there's a little swerving uh happening with the van and i think it was maybe his his primary assumption was that they could possibly be inebriated um and you know there were more officers who were on the scene but in talking with both parties um it was admitted that there was an altercation and that there was a dispute but um the scenario kind of got flipped around again because Gabby basically described herself as the aggressor and said that if at any point he hit her, it was possibly in self-defense. And, you know, she described herself to the police as being erratic and, you know, I believe she said she had OCD and, you know, she, I mean, even looking at the video and just watching, like, I mean, she looked like the, pretty typical 22 year old just you know never been arrested never been in the back of a police car um just you know like yeah it's it's a it's a crazy th- it's a crazy situation and circumstance but Brian was a direct contrast i like i don't know how many times he's you know had uh had you know his the law present or called on him or whatever but he seemed pretty comfortable you know he was kind of laughing and joking and You know, not not I mean, he was not joking, but he was making he was making lighter of the situation than what it was perceived to be. And I think it would have been a big it would have been it would have been more of a responsibility of his to just take everything seriously in that moment because you because somebody could go to jail. You know, somebody could seriously go to jail all for the fact of, you know, someone saying they saw you hitting someone else and they could, you know, if the police decided you know what she could just be covering up for this dude and trying to make it seem like something happened and you know, like, yeah, she'd still have to press charges, but if it's just, if it's the suspicion and they can't have much suspicion if she, if she's not bruised or hurt or anything, but you could still go to jail. People, people can go to jail. So, you know, um, you want to try to avoid all that silliness and, you know, take it as seriously as what's being presented to you. And, and yeah, just let it, let it kind of go the easiest way it can. Um, It was by the um, police suggestion because they they decided they weren't going to arrest them. They decided that, you know, the uh, the alleged altercation was not at a point where it would elevate to some to a different degree. But they did advise that they both uh, Gabby and Brian uh, stay away from each other for tonight. You know, so. um And I think it was per maybe Gabby suggesting that she would stay with her van. It was, it's her van. So it's registered to her. She's going to stay with it. They had, you know, they had, they, they had like the nifty uh, hookup with their van. Um, you know, like the back was, uh, was customized with a bed and shelving and all that other cool stuff that I've wanted to do to a van myself. Um, so she stayed with the van and from what I was told, um, or from what I from what I've read and not told um, I Brian went to a crisis center so I think he went to like a, a shelter I don't know if they drove him or how that went but that's what the assumption was that you know where he ended up Um. so in the last week in, in the last week of August is where it gets really crazy so Gabby has been communicating with her family this entire time. So every time, like during the uploading and all the videos and the, you know, the vlogging, the everything she's staying in communication with her family, her mom primarily. Right. Um, and so like, there's no, you know, and and that's one of those things that I'm always wary of, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like if I, if, some, if my friends come up to me and they say, Hey, we want to go to a party in LA. The party doesn't start till one o'clock in the morning. Um, And it's over in this area where, yeah, they kind of take drugs and stuff. But as long as we stay over here, we'll be fine. It's like, you know what? Even if I first off, I wouldn't chance myself to go to a party like that. But if I did, um, I'm definitely letting a few people know where I'm going to be because they don't know because I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not trying to be just left off in some ditch somewhere where nobody can find me. At the very least, people will be able to say, I know where James last said he was. (laughs) So, um, So, yeah, you know, she was always good about keeping up communication with um, with her family. But it was the text that she allegedly sent on the 30th that her family has said they don't believe she sent it. And I believe the text in question, actually, there were two texts in question. Uh, There was one that was in reference to her grandfather, but it was her using her grandfather's. Uh, you know, government name, which they said she never, ever did. And then there was another that said no service in Yosemite. Which is just which right, right. there. I mean, you know, like that, that right there is just like creepy in itself. Right. But if we rewind a little bit before that, on the 29th, Brian um, allegedly got picked up uh, from hitchhiking. Um, It was said by um, there was a TikToker who said that she had picked her and her her and her. I think her husband or a boyfriend had picked Brian up at at like a rest stop or something like that. And they told him that they were he was he asked them where they headed towards one particular direction they said yes and he offered them two hundred dollars when they were going to take him for nothing because they were going in the direction but he offered them two hundred dollars to uh get them to this particular area um and in the in the uh motion of you know hitchhiking he did let them know that um you know that Gabby was, I guess, his fiance or his girl or whomever, but that she was back at the white van doing her social media post, which you know, like that, that right there, just all, just like it, it sounds as crazy as how I said it, and I, I don't know how much I would get from that, and it was speculated that it was speculated that the that the um, TikToker, I don't know her name, but it was speculated that TikToker, um, was just clout chasing. But um they actually debunked that because she reported the creepiness to the police before she even went on TikTok. So she had already talked to the police about it. And they basically confirmed, yeah, she she came and talked to us a long time before she she uh she posted that. So, you know, there's 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 validation there. Now we get to ten days later. And. Well, not 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 10 days later, I'm sorry. We get to the first of September. Brian is back in Florida. And he's back in Florida without Gabby. And in her van. I mean, it's it's not even like let me just say it again. He returns back to Florida. Florida. The last place that they were known to be was in Wyoming, and he returns to Florida in Gabby's van without Gabby. I, uh, <laughs> that right there, just yeah, that 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 right there is where it's it just gets shake my head crazy. But we'll go a little deeper. So 10 days after he came home. 10 days after he came home. That's when Gabby's parents had reported her missing. Now they live in New York. You know, they live over they live over in Long Island. Right? And I'm thinking that within those 10 days because there because there's really nothing in the, in a report that says what happened in the 10 days from when he returned home to the point of them uh, reporting her missing on what, 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 what was being said between, you know, the, the families. Cause I'm pretty sure, you know, days after the 29th when, when it was speculated, she was still sending real messages that they had, they started to have their sneaking, creeping suspicions. And, and my what I, one of the things I want to know but I'm I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm only gonna to ask it right now and then I'm gonna get back to the timeline how many times would they have been calling Brian and the parents because Gabby's not picking up the phone because that, that that's that's one of the telltales I really want to know I want to see all the missed calls from the parents on his phone. Screw Gabby's phone, because at at the point where they... Because they probably realized way before anybody else... And I don't mean screw Gabby. I I mean, screw the possibility of looking at it from that perspective. Calling her phone is inconsequential when you think about the person who, at that point, was the only person around. But... My... My other thing is in 10 days, did it really take you 10 days? You know, and I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding anybody accountable. I'm not saying anybody's wrong, but man, 10 days is a long time before you, you, you count somebody missing. That's a long time. And that was my only thing about that. But anyway, let's get back to the timeline and then we'll, we'll go over my speculations and stuff. Now, when they, um, Now, when they reported when they reported uh, Gabby missing her parents on the 11th, you know, obviously, you know, the information that they would give is this is her fiance. This is where they live. And you should probably check with them. And when the police came and checked on Brian's family. They were handed information for their lawyer. So it's already hitting the dirt. They lawyered up before they could even have a cordial conversation. Cause you know how police are. It's like they first first they just kind of want to have just like the basic conversation and you'll still go home that day. They would they didn't even get to that conversation. So then they got to the seventeenth, right? Now, between 11th and the 17th, Gabby's family already had press conferences, begging and pleading for the Laundry family to cooperate with the police, because they weren't cooperating. They weren't saying nothing, and and that cra- that's crazy too, because this young lady lived in your home. You know, Brian's sister went on the news and described her. As being like a sister to her and, and, and you know, being, you know, basically being family. But nobody's opening their mouth to say or speculate anything from their side. All right. That's cool. But on the 17th, that's when they asked the police to come and speak with them, the laundry family. But it was only for them not to talk about Gabby. But to tell them that they haven't seen their son since the 14th. So now Brian's missing. And, and at this and at this time, at this time, Gabby is still missing. Gabby is still missing. So now you got two missing people. But it but it, it's weird because he drove all the way back home just to come up missing. So now it's just like I said, it's just getting it's getting crazy. By the 18th, which was the next day, they started searching for Brian. And the last place that um, his parents speculate that he was at was at the Carlton Reserve. Which is this real just swampy, you know, area. That has trails and stuff, but it's just a real thick (laughs) and you know i don't want to say gross but it's not the typical place you want to be but that's the that's the last place they know that he went on the 19th that's the day that it all changed on the 19th human remains were found in Wyoming and it wasn't even like it wasn't even a guess because the FBI basically said the you know, the remains are consistent with the description of Gabby Patillo. They they couldn't confirm it. They weren't gonna do that. They weren't gonna jump that gun. But in that same stretch they did, I remember the press conference because I watched it live, they did offer their condolences to the Patillo family. So it was basically them saying what the facts were without saying what the facts were. That they found Gabby deceased. By the 20th. The FBI in Florida went ahead and they conducted a search. They kicked in the door and conducted a search on the laundry home. And they they escorted the the parents out of there and they questioned them. They kept them on site while the whole search was going on. But they they turned they turned it up upside down. Now, mind you, also, they had already taken um, by the time, you know, they that uh, that Gabby was reported missing. And, you know, Brian's parents lawyered up. The one thing they did have the right to was taking that van because it wasn't registered to them or him or anybody else. So they had to give that up. And they already went ahead and they've searched that, but they haven't. To this point, and I I believe this is just good police work, they haven't stated anything that could potentially connect Brian as a suspect with findings in that van. So I think they're just holding their cards close to the chest in that respect, and that's good police work. But it was on the um, 21st that the coroner... Did uh, confirm, you know, beyond reasonable doubt that those remains were, in fact, Gabby Petito. And um, it was. Then later ruled that her death was a homicide. That the manner of her death was a homicide. And now they were listing Brian as a person of interest. So that's pretty much the timeline that we got right now okay and it's the 23rd today so i've i've i have begged i have begged a lot of questions in myself some i've already asked right now like one and again i'm not i'm not i'm not questioning the integrity of anyone involved in this particular case this is just me asking things that i find basic to myself Right. So first, first, first question is: What, what were, what was their relationship, Gabby and Brian? What was it really like beyond the cameras? I mean, they, you know, this is your okay. So they were engaged to be married, and they made this plan together to drive cross country something happened on the way back home something happened on the way back home when they hit california and they started heading back and they got to utah something happened and i and i can't even i can't even begin to guess what it was cuz cuz Think about this. The contrast from how they appeared in the videos versus how they were reported to the police. It was night and day. Because the people that I saw in the clips of those videos, those weren't those weren't they were not people that I saw as being capable of harming one another. So like, that's where I kind of got lost. I was like, who, who really, who really was hurting the other one? And so, you know, and, and, and here's the other thing I do believe, I do believe what the gentleman reported on the phone to the police. I do believe that's what he saw. And I do believe that's what was happening. I do believe that I, I he, he may not, he may not have caught the, he may not have caught the, beginning of the altercation maybe he just caught the part where brian was defending himself but even in that even in that how do you how do you defend yourself against a woman who is i mean what is i i don't i don't remember her description but she really didn't look like she weighed very much you know i'm not underestimating the power of women but what i'm saying is you know there's more ways to you know, divert the strength that, you know, is coming towards you in some some crazy manner than hitting somebody back. And then my whole thing was like, how the, how the hell are you driving the van and you're gonna leave her behind? Right? And I, and, and you know, I always... I'm 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 a I'm a huge proponent of the truth. And I mean that in every single way. If you had like if you have a domestic dispute with somebody, don't try to lighten the load just because you know you care about them deeply inside. If somebody struck you and the police ask you if that's what happened, tell them yes. I would expect that to happen to me. If I struck somebody and the police were called and, and, you know, they asked the chick, did he hit you? And she going in her feelings like, no, he really didn't hit. Me. It's like, nah, I would hope and pray that you tell them I hit you because who knows how bad this could escalate later. Now, I don't put I don't put any of the onus on the police officers. I think they did everything that they needed to do right. I think they did exactly what they needed to do right. I think they handled it in the best, most professional manner. They talked to both of them, got the full story, and they made they made the best suggestion per the circumstances that they were in and what they were called for. Y'all need to split up and go and find a way to kind of calm all of this down. So. Now we get to the point where the calming effect has already taken place. But what got back to what what got back to the escalating point? Something escalated. Now, here here's another question that I have, and this is this is this is a question that I I kind of, you know, don't really know the answer to. And co- of course, we don't know until they really give us the the full details on the autopsy report. Um, but was Gabby already dead when he picked uh, when he got uh, got picked up by the hitchhiker was she already dead who's who's to say that he didn't kill her and then try to run and then figure in his mind you know what no 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 I can't run in, you know in a place that I don't know let me at least go back and get the van and I'll just go home and figure all this out when I get home I, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of um, curious about too, is I'm curious in like I you know, and this is not being macabre or or you know being um, you know I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I want to know in what state was the body found? You know, like was she bruised? Was she, you know? was she in a state of decomposition that you know made her fairly unrecognizable because i know she had tattoos and stuff and that's what you know i remember when they first said there was a body found and it's you know speculated to be her. it's like dude all you have to do is look at the tattoos she has one on her forearm one on her one her on her um elbow she has one i think on her finger you can just observe those just through the random pictures so if she had any any one of those it's like yeah that that's that's her but i but i think one of the important things is like how did you find her i mean i i'm going to say this this is what i this is what i speculate i think she either i think she either was drowned or she was uh, asphyxiated. He choked her. I think it was one of the two. Because, and the reason I speculate that is because um, people have already trampled on to the, the scene where they found the body. They've gone out there and made, you know, pebble crosses and all this other stuff. So they, they've already, they, you know, like... Now that, you know, now that now that the 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 scene has been, you know, now they got the body and there's really nothing else to take away from it or extract as a crime scene um, as evidence or, you know, at least. Yeah, people have been there. So and they wouldn't allow anybody to go over there if it was a bloody freaking mess. Now, that's not to say that they didn't clean up anything, but. I'm pretty sure if that was a case, the news would have reported it. They would have reported that much. It must've been a gruesome death because there are these things coming out or whatever, what? No, none of that was reported. So I, so I don't, I don't. So to be quite honest, I don't think she was that, that decomposed. And I don't think, I don't think that she was really in a state of, of death where it was like, You know, like, oh, it's apparent that person was shot or that person was stabbed. I think think the only thing that would have made it apparent what happened to her is, like I said, if they do an autopsy, they say there's water in her lungs or she has bruising around her neck that is consistent with somebody applying human pressure or ligatures or something of that sort. Now, that's about as much as I can or as much as I want to understand on 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 Gabby's level, you know, that's why I'm 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 very interested on when they are able to say she died of asphyxiation or she died of, you know, whatever the case is. I think it's really interesting that they're not, they haven't labeled, they haven't labeled Brian as a suspect, more so as they've been calling him a person of interest. And you know, as a, as a, as an, as an officer, you gotta, you got, you know, especially when you're trying to figure something out like, you know, like a homicide. You have to be very careful on who you accuse of said homicide. Because for what it's worth, yeah, even I'll throw my hands up and say it could have been somebody else. It could have totally been somebody else. You know, I could I could paint a picture right now. Maybe maybe they had a fight. You know, maybe the day the cops told them to split up, she could, maybe she was killed that night. Maybe he maybe he found the van. And he couldn't find her. He probably looked around for her, couldn't find her anywhere. But he had the van. He probably freaked out. And went home. But again, there, there's you know, you guys would you guys would listen to that and say, well, no. Why wouldn't he call the police? Well, maybe because they maybe because he was smart enough to know that he just had a call on a domestic dispute. And now she's missing. So they're going to accuse him and put him in jail. You know, it's a lot of ways you can think about that. But I definitely think it's incriminating and awfully guilty to drive home in someone else's van without them. Now, here's the other thing that I I learned over time. The uh, the laundries went on a trip. They want to they went on a trip for several days. They had a they had a, a mobile camper that you put on the back of a pickup. And. They went on a trip. Now, I believe th- this is this is what I think. This is, you you know, if, if you want to you want to ask me like, James, what do you think happened with Brian? Where do you think Brian is? When do you think they're going to find Brian? I'm going to tell you like this. I think Brian came home. I think Brian admitted to his parents over the trip. I think he told them. We need to go somewhere and I need to talk to you guys. We need to get away. But, you know, we need to get away from here. Because he probably wanted to get away from here because he figured the cops will be here anytime soon. He probably knew he had a really good head start. I think they went on the trip. I think he told them. What he did to Gabby. And I think that they assisted him in his escape. I think that, I think he went left when they when they said he went right. I think that he was never at the reserve. I think his mom planted that car. Now, in this day and age, we got CCTV, CCTVs and stuff. So that could easily be disproven. But you would think that if if the FBI has already been there and they picked up the car already and took it back or 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 somebody went and picked up the car and it got back to the house. But if there was some CCTV, they would have already looked at that and said, yep, that's Brian and that's him getting out the car and that's him walking into the into the woods. And, and, and I don't think that that's been a case. I don't think that that's been a part of. Of the timeline to explain where he is. So I think his mom planted that car or it could have been his dad, but one of them planted the car. And then I, and that's why they had, that's why they had that, that, that moment where, you know, uh, the potatoes were begging them to give some kind of insight or whatever. That whole time they were lawyered up. I don't even think their lawyer, knew what they were doing. I think they just used a lawyer as a ploy to stall for more time. And I think by the time they decided to talk to the authorities, they knew he was safe wherever he was. That's what I think. Because. Because the the reserve where he was or, or where they where they speculate he was, it's to to me, to me. And, I you know, somebody could be a total survivalist listening to this and they could say, oh, no, it's totally possible. And I'm pretty sure it is possible. But at some point, you know, without the proper, you know, necessities you will become a victim of the element. You know, I don't know how prepared he was if he did go in there. There was that there was that speculative image that they showed with a, a, you know, like a camera that they used to spot deer walking around and whatever. And supposedly they caught him on one of those cameras. And some people say, oh, it is him. And a lot of people say, no, it's not. So, you know, you got you got something that's not that can't really be proven as definitive. But even even if I can't be definitive in this, I have more faith in believing that he cannot survive in there over a week. With no kind of help. Or rations. Or form of survivability. It, he hasn't been described as a survivalist. As someone who is is knowledgeable in the art of living in the wild. Yeah, they camped a lot. But. Does he know enough about how to keep like, does he know enough. In how to, you know, get off the grid, which is what they call it. Because, you know, me, if I like I'm telling you right now a wilderness trail is not the first place I would be trying to go to get away from anybody because my assumption would be, yeah, this is, this is a, this, this can really mix somebody up. But once that once that sun goes down, I'm, I'm pretty much in the element of, you know, survival and where they live. They had snakes, water moccasins, Gators, I you know if he did go in there, if he did go in there, I only think three three different things. I only think three different things. Either he got ate up by a gator, he committed suicide, or he made it. He made a turn off some in you know somewhere in that vicinity he made a turn off, got to a highway and kept kept it pushing and i know a lot of people will say well how could that possibly be because he's been his face has been in the news this entire time there's no possible way that he could be able to pat you know here's the thing not everybody looks at the news and not everybody's consumed with this case and not everybody has that eye to identify You know. Because let's say the roles were reversed and let's say, well, not even roles reversed. Let's just say, uh, you know, if Gabby Petito was alive and you wanted me to spot her out in California before she got to Utah, I, I wouldn't be able to do it in a crowd full of people. I would never be able to tell you if I could have I could have five, 10 pictures in my hand of that girl and I would never be able to spot her out. I couldn't find her in Disneyland. It just it just wouldn't happen. And that's just on me. I'm just not that good at identifying features and and factors of what makes a person who they are individually. So I can say, I think you're Gabby. And so the role in, you know, role going to Brian, you know, and identifying him. I don't know that so many people will be able to look, you know, or, you know, driving on the side of a highway and see him and say, oh, my God, that's that guy. I don't think it'll happen especially considering what time of the day or night you might be walking around doing God knows what. You know, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. He's obviously not using a cell phone because if he was, you know, I'm pretty sure the FBI would be smart enough to ping him. You know, so he, he he's not using at least he's not using his own phone. If he did get out of there, he's probably already hit up a Walmart. He probably already got a burner phone. And he's probably. I don't think he's talking to his parents at this point because his parents are definitely being monitored. And and I think that's what the FBI is waiting for. They're waiting for a hint of some form of communication be it if it's an email that has one letter in it and they get one of those once a week until at the end of the month, it says hello <laughs> or at least hell. Cause there's only four weeks in a month, <laughs> but you know, like they're going to, they're going to, they're, I, they're keeping their eye on stuff like that. And if he was smart, then, you know, he's probably not going to compromise himself by, you know, compromising his parents or his sister or anybody in the immediate. Maybe they have employed the help with some other family members, family members that aren't immediately in Florida. One of the things that I said to a coworker of mine, and I think this is this is the one thing that can give him the upper hand, period, in evading in authorities, is this pandemic you got all these people out here wearing these masks and it would just take him up. It would just take him one funky mask to, to evade everybody. Like, yeah, you, you know, there's still his mannerisms. There's still his, his, you know, his hair, you know, like he, you know, he has a thinning hair. There's still so many different factors that, you know, you can kind of look at and say, I think that's him. But how many other lanky 23-year-olds with a mask on and a ball cap and possibly a hoodie or whatever to look, you know, to look the same but not too suspicious, man, he, he could totally get out of there. I think the only thing that that, that I've heard is a speculation that I don't believe is possible in his case is him leaving the country. He can't leave the country that that's out. Because to leave the country, people have to know who you are. They got to know who you are. So and I'm pretty sure FBI already checked every single um, airport nearby. And checked all their manifests to make sure that a Brian Laundry never left out of their airport. Never used a passport. They, they I'm pretty. They, they got all that stuff monitored. So he's, so he's not going. He's not going anywhere out of the country. That is for certain. But he could definitely be somewhere else in the state, or in a different state. Now. Here's the other thing. If he is found, right? First thing the first thing that I would want to understand is would his would his parents become liable in any of his ability to escape the authorities for this long? Because cause again, I, I don't, I, you know, he's off the, if he's off the grid right now, he's not getting any of the information that we see every day. But he's, but, but he's been, he's been gone for all this time, you know, since the 14th, supposedly. And you're telling me that you guys haven't found anything. I honestly think they are wasting their time and resources because I don't believe he's in there. I do not. And I believe that at some point, depending on, depending on how they say Gabby died, I mean, they've already ruled it a homicide, but now they got to Now they got to go into the extension of like, you know, DNA and stuff like that, which it'll be easy to collect his DNA. His DNA is probably in the, in that Mustang that he supposedly took to the reserve. It's probably going to be in the van, it's going to be in his room, they'll be able to get his DNA. And if they find any, you know, if she has like defensive wounds that they describe and she has follicles under her nails or something like that that show that she was fighting, you know, because we don't even know what he looked like coming out of out of Wyoming. We don't know what he looked like. We don't know if he was bruised up, scratched up, beat up. You know, because nobody just lays down and dies. Nobody just lays down and dies. So you you tell me you're going to kill me, I'm going to fight you. You know, if you try to shoot me, I'm going to run. But if you try to stab me or anything else, axe me or whatever, I'm going to fight you. And if I know I'm going to get killed, I'm, at the very least, I'm going to scratch the hell out of you. And, or I'm going to pull a bunch of your hair out or something because I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the police some kind of clue that you messed up. So I think it, I think it's still very dependent on what they um, what they're able to divulge out of their findings with Gabby's body. So we're so we're so again, we're still waiting on a lot of that. And I know that a lot of, you know, I'm 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 being patient with it as I've been observing it in the media. Um, I think the only thing that I've been impatient with is just uh, Brian Laundrie's location, because I really just think it's so I think it's so unfair and so unsettling that. He would leave someone behind who was do to be the love of his life and if he did murder her you know there there's so much to understand from that like it's not just basic why it's how like how did you how did you get to the point where murder was your was your only way out because for what it was worth my man you could have totally You could have totally bowed out of everything that she was saying or doing. You could have kept your mouth shut. You could have drove yourself to Florida and you could have put all her stuff on the porch and told her to get the hell out. That is better than murder. Nobody deserves to die. By anyone else's hand. I just don't. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I think. I think. I think when you. When you. Decide. That it is your choice. Or your right. To take someone's life. You are less than human to me. And I honestly feel like. If he is responsible. For this death. Of this. 22 year old girl who for all intent and purposes had her whole life ahead of her you know i'm not gonna say oh she was gonna be this big youtube star like nah i'm I'm just saying like she seemed like a person who had big dreams and i don't hold her accountable on any of the level of What we don't know about her, what we didn't know about her, you know, from her mental health and, you know, and, and, you know, the the volatile nature of their relationship. Because, you know, it's so funny. We all have something that we keep at bay from how we project ourselves in life. I call it wearing masks and we all wear masks so that we can be socially acceptable. and i'm not going to sit here and say that that's the reason that she's not with us anymore but i definitely feel i definitely feel that we can benefit from her passing with this gift that she's left us because it tells a true story about how someone has projected life in a manner that was truly not their own. And we don't know how deep, you know, the negative parts were to their relationship, but it was deep enough to where she ended up no longer being with us. And that's a damn shame. Well, um, if you guys want to talk about the case, um, you can uh, hit up my Podbean and uh, leave some comments there, and I'll be more than happy to get back and um, you know discuss a lot of this with you. Um, if not, that's fine too. Um, you guys know I'll keep on trucking and keep on making episodes. Um, I really wanted to talk about this one today because it just you know it really 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 bugged me, and I and I think that. One of the things is because here's the thing people die every day and we all know this people go missing every single day Um, and there's no amount of missing from one person to another that makes anyone any more special. But I think one of the things that Gabby Petito's life and case have proven is that social media is a truly powerful thing because I, I truly believe that without social media, this would not have been as high a profile a case, especially considering where it ended up. It was in Wyoming, you know? So it probably would have just stayed in Wyoming. But this got worldwide coverage, and we've all just been hanging on the edge of our seats just with every bit of progress. And I'm glad that they found that that young lady's body so she can you know, rest, you know, and have a great time in her next life, which I'm pretty sure she's doing right now. But for what it's worth, I want them to wrap this up, find Brian and hold him accountable for whatever his doings are in this matter. With that being said, guys, you know what to do. Take care of yourselves and each other and I will see you guys next time, bye guys.